0: super talk mississippi media production what's the key to a quick and fun travel escape enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums vicksburg is the key to the south You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi state sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24 7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's just Brian Haydad with you on a Friday morning. But thanks for joining me and starting your weekend here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. I appreciate all you guys out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or at Churn and Spoon. All right, Churn and Spoon. Or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird if Brewpolo was in Martinsville. I went through Martinsville today, or at least I took the exit for it. Uh, down at the uh, the remote we had for Sports Talk Mississippi at Colin Community College. A lot of fun down there. And if you want to have, you know, some fun in the morning, if you need something to get your morning going, you need Strange Brew Coffee. So go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And wherever you live in this great state, from South Haven to Biloxi and all points in between, you can get it delivered right to your door. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else. Only College Corner has the biggest and best selection of maroon and white merchandise in central Mississippi. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starkville's best Mexican restaurant over there on University Drive. The tacos like no other. Everybody's got the, the same thing. You go to I mean we, we say it all the time. There's a ton of Mexican restaurants in this city. Well they're all serving the same thing, guys. They're all serving the same chicken and steak and pork tacos that you get everywhere. Just, there's no difference. But there is a difference at Humble Taco because they've taken Mexican fare and given it Mississippi roots. It's something you can't get anywhere else. You can only get it at Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs, that's the place to grab some lunch today. Download the free Firehouse Subs app and uh, place your order. It's ready within minutes. When you pick it up, it's good to go, and you've got the reward points right there, ready to go for next time. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison, that's Firehouse Subs. I drove past the Flowood uh, Firehouse Subs today. There we go. Alright. Just me. Let's see if I can drag it out 27 and a half minutes. i hate for somebody to get angry at me. Uh, I think I can do it because today is the day we will unveil our 7th annual Mississippi State Media Poll. First off, a hearty thank you to everybody who participated. Here are this year's uh, candidates. Or candidates are uh, participants. Myself, obviously. Robbie Falk, obviously. Steve Robertson. Paul Jones. Stefan Krajnik. Krajnik. Theodorosa. John Sokoloff, Grace Ibarra, uh, Matt St. Jean, Chrissy Freud, and Elizabeth Keane, the latter two from Cowboy Corner. Uh, Matt, I'm sorry, I should have given their uh, affiliations. You know where Steve and Paul are from, obviously. Stefan from the Clarion Ledger, Theo from the Commercial Dispatch, John from WCBI Sports along with Grace, Matt with WTVA Sports. And, of course, MSU knows no king except the king in the south, whose name is Walker. Brandon Walker with his picks as well from Barstool Sports. Only a two game gap between the most positive and the most negative this year. Three nine, I'm sorry, four nine and threes this year from Paul Jones, uh, Brandon Walker, Christy Freud, Elizabeth Keene, all saying nine and three. The eight and fours are myself and Robbie, Steve, Theo, and John. The seven and fives are Stefan, Grace, and Matt. So nine and three to seven and five is uh, is what you're thinking, and I don't know what a lot of you are thinking it right now. Oh, hey, Dad, it's always wrong. We're going to be terrible. I said seven and five last year, like a glove. So interesting. You know, last year there was a little bit wider gap. Chrissy was nine and three a season ago as well, whereas Theo was five and seven. So there was a what a four game gap. Only a two game gap here what we what the beat basically believes here is that this is going to, that the floor is 7 and 5. That this is a team that's going to at least at the very minimum be as good as it was the season ago. My second question was a simple one. Will 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 Rodgers? Will will. I almost said does just to avoid that. Will Will Rodgers throw for over 5000 yards this year? As you can guess there were some it was split the yeses are as follows, myself, Steve, Paul, Grace, Matt, and Chrissy. The noes are Robbie, Stefan, Theo, Brandon, John, and Elizabeth. I wish Robbie were here. I'd like to, I'd like to get his thoughts. I mean, I just I've said it a few times before. This is literally 230 more yards. In a 13 game season, less than 20 yards per game, he can do that. I think he's going to do it very easily. To to to, if you say no, I don't see how you would think State's going to be as good or better than they were a season ago. I feel like he's got to be he's got to have a better year. We'll see though. So how many yeses? What's the the tally here? Yes is one, two, three, four, five, six, and no is one, two, three, four, five, six. So we got 12. Great. So we're we're tied there 6-6. Do Woody Marks and Dylan Johnson combine for over 1000 yards rushing this season? Again, as you might imagine, it is a split vote. And again, I wish Robbie were here cuz I'd like to get his thoughts on uh cuz we we once again we differed on this. Uh, so a season ago just for the record, uh Johnson and Marks combined for 901 yards. So another 100 yards. It's, not, and it's sort of funny that I say with the, with the Will uh, Rogers thing, oh, he could easily do it. It's only so many. We're only talking about 100 more yards, right? In between two guys over 13 games. So maybe I was wrong, but I said no. Uh, the no's are me, Theo, Brandon, John, The rest are yeses. So it's an 8-4 win for the yeses. Robbie, Steve, Paul, Stefan, Grace, Matt, Chrissy, and Elizabeth. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. A dominant winner here on this next question. Who will Mississippi State's leading receiver from the wide receiver position be? Now, one thing that I didn't make clear is how do you define leading receiver? And I know Robbie asked me about this, and so did Steve. So I just told him to define leading receiver however you want to define leading receiver. To me, it's catches. Who will have the most catches for Mississippi State this year from the wide receiver position? Only four different answers in this one, and nine people went with uh, Jaden Wally. Robbie, Steve, Paul, Stefan, Theo, Brandon, John, Matt, and Elizabeth all said Jaden Wally will be Mississippi State's leading receiver this year. I'll tell you why I disagree with that. I think it's going to have to be an outside guy. I don't think the slot guys get enough targets to, to be that guy. You know, The first two years, the leading receiver has been an outside guy, and I think it's going to be that way again. Uh Grace went with Caleb Ducking. I I see the hype, man. I really do. And I I you know I know it's, he's 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 got the frame for it, but I've got to see that that before I'll put it but that on paper. Chrissy went on uh, the other slot receiver, interestingly enough. She went with Austin Williams. That would I, I can't see Austin Williams being 80 to 85, 90 catches. I just don't see that happening. That's just me. I went with Tulu Griffin. I went a little I guess I, I went a little uh, off the uh, the reservation, but here's what I'm thinking. I think they're going to set up a lot of screen passes for him. They're going to try to create ways for him to get the ball near the line of scrimmage and then make a man miss. I think he's going to see a lot of ca- the targets. That's my thought process. Ducking, I might have the best situation because he's the guy replacing Polk. So that's obviously where Rogers likes to look first is that Z position. So maybe that's how it's going to work. And then I, I'll tell you this, if Wally is this guy, if, if, if Wally is a guy who has 80-plus catches this year, with his athletic ability and with what he can do at, you know, after the catch, I think he'll very easily be into the 1,200 to 1,300-yard range and probably be leaving Mississippi State at the end of the season uh, for the NFL. So nine of your uh, MSU media went with Jaden Wally. Grace Ybarra went with Caleb Ducking. Chrissy Freud with Austin Williams, and I went with Tulu Griffin. Almost a full consensus on this next one. Matt St. Jean from WTVA, the only dissenter. He said no. Literally everybody else is a yes on will Mississippi State be top five in the SEC in total defense. So we need to ask Matt why he thinks that this team is not going to be top five in the I mean, I feel like that's a a pretty easily easy challenge to me. I think they were seventh a season ago. Total defense. I, I I don't know. I don't know why he. I don't know what the thought process is there. But I mean that plays in with his uh, his seven and five prediction though, doesn't it? Does it? You know. So there, there's some consistency there. He's obviously thinking this team is not going to be as good defensively as everybody else is, and that's gonna, probably going to cost him a game. So you know what? I, I I'll, I'll take the consistency. I appreciate that. So eleven to one though, top five in the SEC. Yes, is the answer. What game, and then these are the two questions I ask every year, what game that would you predict Mississippi State to win that they are most likely to lose? So you're taking, you know, I have eight wins, which I will now detail. I, haven't, I don't think I've done that yet. I haven't gone on the record. My eight wins are the four non-conference games, Arkansas, Auburn, um, oh gosh, L- no, no, it's not LSU. A M. a Kentucky. Okay, hold on. Oh, sorry. A&M. Yeah, it is A&M. So, the four non-conference games, A&M, Arkansas, Auburn, and Ole Miss. Those are my four, the eight games I think Mississippi State is going to win. Which of those games do I think Mississippi State is most likely to lose? I had this discussion, I, th- I think it was with Brian CTP from Twitter a few years back, Because he got on me, and I was like, the the 2017 Egg Bowl forever shook me. I will always pick this game for Ole Miss. The Egg Bowl is always, in my opinion, the game that State is most likely to lose that I would say they're probably going to win. I think they're for sure going to beat Auburn, and Arkansas and A&M are both at home. So the Ole Miss game is the one that scares me the most. Obviously, we have a lot of different uh, answers here, so let's just sort of go through them. Robbie went with Texas A and M, so he's got the dogs beating the Aggies, but that one worries him. Two votes for Kentucky. That's uh, from uh, Steve and from Paul. Two votes for LSU from Theo and Grace. I wonder if they are they picking together. Wait, hold on. Seven and five, seven and five. Uh, They got some disagreements. Just saying. Keep an eye on those two, those crazy kids. Uh, so they both went with LSU, Grace and Stefan. Uh, Arkansas was the choice for Theo, so he's got State beating Arkansas, but he's, he thinks that that's one they could lose. John was with me on the Egg Bowl, so he's got the dogs winning that game. Matt and Chrissy are both looking at this first game and saying State could possibly lose. That's interesting for me because their predictions are so different. Chrissy has State at nine and three, and so she obviously thinks State's going to be very good this year. Matt has them at seven and five, so he thinks about the same. But they're both looking at this same game, this Memphis game, and saying worried about that right off the bat. That's interesting to me. And then Elizabeth went with Auburn. She she she's that's that's she's the only one to pick Auburn. I got to be honest, if I had to say the the one I disagree with the most, it's her pick. I just I think State can can handle Auburn. This year, I just don't. I don't think Auburn is going to be very good. The next question is: is the inverse, is or the the reverse, or however you want to look at it. Um, and that's which game do I think they're going to lose, or do you think they're going to lose? That you think they have the best shot to win. So let's look at the four losses that I have predicted: LSU, Kentucky, Alabama, Georgia. <clears throat> Obviously. I don't think State's going to have a chance to beat Alabama or Georgia. I think those games are... are oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I left one out. I'm sorry. Let me go back a second. Let me go back. Which game would you predict State to win? They're most likely to lose. Brandon Walker. He's calling for the big upset. He has State beating Georgia. That's the. He's been talking about that for the past couple of weeks on his show and on, on his podcast, that he's got this as one of his big upsets of the year, Mississippi State taking down Georgia. So... Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask him uh, about that because I have a question now. So yeah, anyway, back to the uh, the last question here, which game that you would predict Mississippi State to lose they're most likely to win? I said LSU. LSU is, is not going to be a great team this year. You catch them so early, you have a chance to to get them. It's I think it's just a personal thing with me that it's difficult for me to predict wins in Tiger Stadium. Uh, Three votes for Ole Miss. So here's three people who think State will lose to Ole Miss. That's Robbie. Direct all complaints to Robbie Falk. Uh, Stefan, and Grace. I I think they may have copied each other. Going to have to dig deeper into that. Uh, Three votes for Texas A&M from Steve, uh, from Theo, and from Elizabeth. Two votes for Kentucky. Uh, from Brandon and John and then uh this is another interesting one for me oh I'm sorry uh, yeah did I, did, okay, I did that never mind I did that um, did I have who's voting who oh yeah Paul and uh, Matt both voted for LSU along with me and then Chrissy has has Georgia here so here's what i I need to ask her if I if I have her if I had to talk to her uh. <clears throat> excuse me. Obviously, she has State 9-3. and Obviously, one of those losses is Alabama. And obviously, one is Georgia. Who's the other loss that you feel is a more likely loss than Georgia? I mean, I don't know who the other loss that she's predicting in in there is, but she thinks State has a better chance of beating Georgia than whoever that other team is. So I'm fascinated to know that. I'm hopeful that some of the guys and and gals that we've polled here um uh, will, you know, take a moment and say, okay, here's my here's what I here's what I was thinking, sort of lay out their uh their thoughts. We'll see if that happens. So just looking back at last year, I mean, again, everybody was pretty spot on, I think, as far as these uh these uh what's the word I'm looking for? These predictions go. Everybody, you know, for the most part. Got it. Got it. Pretty close to correct. Um, here's here's la- looking at last year's poll. No, you know, nine and three was the highest uh, prediction. I mean, seven and five was the most popular, along with six and six, seven, five, 6 and six. So everybody was pretty much on the same page. You had Brandon at eight and four, and of course, I mean, Brandon's he's he's a little homery. And then Chrissy, you know, in her first year on the beat, thought state could take a big step in nine and three. But I was seven and five. So was Robbie. So was Steve. So was Paul. So was Courtney Rob and Chris Bolton, who are both used to be with WCBI Sports, but have uh, have moved on. So, you know, your local media, you know, we tend to be pretty close to the situation, obviously, and we tend to seem to have a, a decent idea of what's going on. So, you know, eight and four, seven and five, nine and three. Those are. Your, your, I mean, you're you're going to be in that seven and a half, eight range for Mississippi State. Is there anything I just vehemently disagree with? I just think Grace's prediction of ducking is really bold. That's a bold prediction. Because, I mean, we've seen the guy has caught nine passes in three years. Um, And, again, I'm I'm surprised at Matt's answer on the defense. But it is consistent with his pick of a 7-5 and season, I think. And then I would like to get Chrissy's – I want to know who Chrissy's third loss is. That she's that much more confident. they can't beat that team than Georgia. So there you go. I will have this uh, available for you to peruse at your own leisure uh, at Supertalk.fm a little later uh, in the day, and uh, we'll, we'll you can have a look at that and you know feel free to, to to debate that amongst your own friends. So thanks again to everybody who participated. Also thanks to my cousin uh, Sixpack Speak. I don't know how to create spreadsheets. I'll just come out and tell you I don't know how to do it, but he does, and he does this for me every year. So thanks, Steve, and I appreciate uh, the help. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show and our final two games on the countdown, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. What is this? A Mississippi high school football coach got into a fight in the stands while scouting at another game. My gosh, guys, come on. Uh, Anyway, moving forward uh the mississippi beef council i ate some fantastic barbecue uh today and part of that was some uh some delicious uh chopped brisket sandwiches oh my gosh so good uh shout out again to the Bogachitta boys uh restaurant down there uh in south in uh southwest mississippi fantastic barbecue and when you have beef, I mean, it just makes these, they also had some ribeye sandwiches. I didn't partake of those. They had a little mayo on there. That's not for me, but they looked good, and Richard said they were fantastic. Um, and that's what you can do with beef, man. It's not just, you don't just have to cook the, the steak and, and eat it, although there's nothing wrong with that. There's just so many things you can do with steaks. There's so many things you can do with briskets and burgers. It's just, it's just so versatile. So it, it's not just one meal. It's not just one thing you're locked into when you cook with beef. You got a lot of options. You should take advantage of that. Head over to your local grocery store or to your local butcher and pick up some beef for the weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. People who don't like Two Brothers are just wrong. They are sad and uh, just not good people. And if they tell you that, if you find out somebody's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not a big fan of Two Brothers. Well, maybe that's somebody you should cut out of your life is what I'm saying. I I don't know. I don't know about anything more than that. Trust me when I say the food at Two Brothers is fantastic. Who are you going to trust, me or somebody who's not me? That's all I'm asking. So head to Two Brothers, head to the Cotton District, and enjoy some smoked southern soul food. Great products, great service. It's something that every business promises, but who really delivers? Well, a business that's been open for 47 years probably does. Probably seems like a bit of a no-brainer, doesn't it? Well, it is. It is a no-brainer to deal with Advantage Business Systems. When you need copiers and printers for your business, computers, laptops, software, whatever it is, you call Advantage Business Systems. They take care of you with the best names and at great prices. And then when something goes wrong, and it always does, you're talking to somebody here in the state. You're not on, on, on hold. You're not talking to somebody across the way. You're not talking to somebody who is an out-of-state contractor who can get here maybe next week if we're lucky. No. Mississippi people helping Mississippi people. That's what Advantage Business Systems is all about. Their number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Two games left. We've reached the end of our countdown. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. I hope you also have enjoyed uh, the Twitter thread. I've tried to find some cool pictures uh, here and there. You can guess what these two games are. There's no question. If you are a Mississippi State fan, you know what they are. Uh, but you're you might be wondering what the order is. Well, I did this countdown. A countdown similar to this. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I want to say 2012, but I could be wrong. It's back in the early days of the B&B show. And I had this game number one, Mississippi State 6, Alabama 3. That game is now number two. It is, without a doubt, one of the greatest wins in Mississippi State history. It is, without a doubt, one of the biggest upsets in Mississippi State history, maybe in college football history. This is an Alabama team, number one in the nation, had not lost to Mississippi State in 23 years. Had not lost a game in two and a half seasons. And they get kind of handled. 28 game winning streak snapped. November 1st, 1980, 6-3. Alabama took a 3 nothing lead. But Dana Moore with a couple of field goals in the uh, third quarter and fourth quarter. And Mississippi State, you know, Alabama at those times ran the wishbone and was a dominant running team. State outrushes Alabama by 100, over 100 yards in this game, 216 to 116. And they force four Crimson Tide uh, fumbles. Of course, the big one right there at the end, Tyrone Keyes, uh, forces the fumble by Don Jacobs, and Billy Jackson recovers it. We all know what happened on the last play where Alabama tries to slap the ball out of the uh, <coughs> the hands of the center. And of course, you know, there's the moment after the game where Bear Bryant comes into the Mississippi State locker room to congratulate them. That's one of those things that's like it's tough for us in this day and age of college football where you see and hear Nick Saban talk so many times a week and and, and you just you, you see him and you're just used to him. It's hard for us to understand what kind of a mythic figure Bear Bryant was you know college football wasn't on TV all the time you know maybe a couple games a week and if you unless you were recruited by Alabama you might have never met or seen Bear Bryant except from across the sidelines so to have him come in the locker room that was a big big deal uh, for Mississippi State who you know in 1980 one of their the best seasons in school history one of the few years where they finished out that death row they used to play, where they played Auburn, Alabama, LSU, and Ole Miss, and won all four games uh, there at the end of the season. That's number uh, two. Alabama, I'm sorry, Mississippi State six, number one, Alabama three. There's a new number one. And oddly enough, it involves being number one. The final game on our countdown, I don't think it I, – I think there's no – for me, there's no way this isn't number one. It easily knocks off 6-3. to three. That's Mississippi State 38, Auburn 23 in 2014. The Bulldogs win to go to number one. So let's. why is this game bigger, in my opinion? First off, it's a top-five matchup. State's not ranked in that first game. Unranked. I know Alabama's number one, but they're unranked. This is number two versus number three. Uh, secondly, the stakes. The winner of this game, it was just known... Was going to go to number one. Florida State was the number one team in the nation at the time, but they had been really unimpressive. Everybody knew that whoever won this game was jumping them in the polls, and that's exactly what happened. And then I think a big part of it for me is this game's in Starkville, the biggest crowd in Mississippi State history, versus a game that's in Jackson. I, I just if this is a bigger game to me, more people watched it, more people saw it live. So I I, I go with that. A game that started off. Maybe the most improbable first quarter or so in Mississippi State history. State goes out to a 21-0 lead. They forced two Auburn turnovers on their first two possessions. The place was about to fall apart at the seams. This is the game where State had more national media presence in that press box. I remember looking down. You know, the way the press box works, I think we've just detailed this before, but in case you've ever missed it, there's four rows, right? The absolute back row is Mississippi State. That's where all the media relations people are, the assistant ADs, the scorekeepers, everything. That's where they sit. Row three is the local media. That's where I sit, that's where Robbie sits. At the time, that's where Bob sat. Brandon Walker was there. Mike Bonner would have been there. All of us, those guys. Ben Waite would have still been on the beat. Logan Lowry's still on the beat at this time. David Murray, Paul Jones all there. <coughs> that's row three. Row two is your national media. The average Mississippi State game, I'll just go and tell you, like this first game coming up, there won't be anybody there. Maybe Now, this is also where you put the visiting media. So there'll be maybe somebody there from Memphis covering this game. But... This game, it looked like my Twitter timeline down there. Pat Forty was there. Andy Staples was down there. Dan Wolkin was down there. Um, Ross Dellinger was down there. <coughs> all those guys. So, is that right? Was Dellinger on the national beat? He may not have been. Who else was there? Pete Thamel was there, for sure. I mean, all those guys were down there. The place was packed. The press box was absolutely packed, as was the stadium. Then you have the, the mid-game rainstorm, and the Auburn comes back, and then Dak gets it back, a touchdown back. And then when it looks like Auburn's you know, maybe going to have a little momentum, State gets a late touchdown, and then a fumble recovery, on, or it's not even a recovery, they strip the ball on a kickoff return to get it back and score again to put the game out of reach. And the emotional outpouring after that game. I've talked about it a few times here on the show and others, that... I didn't go to the press conference. Back then, I, I, well, I still don't cover press conferences. I do, I do my own thing. But just sitting there in the press box, it was just me and I think David Brandt from the AP. And there was a big gap of seats between us. And I just sort of looked around, and I'm looking at the scoreboard, and all I could think about was all the games I had been to in my life and all the games I'd gone to with my dad. And I think we talked about this the other day on the show that I had not seen – I didn't see State win until I was 15 years old. I never saw him win live. And the emotion of that moment, I just sat there and I teared up, man. I, I'm not ashamed to admit it, thinking about my pop. And, uh, and that, was a, that was a great moment. And I, I I tweeted about that, and I got a lot of great responses. And, I mean, I, I know I wasn't alone. I mean, we've all seen the pictures. You know, they pop up every year in October uh, on your Facebook page of everybody you know, celebrating with that number one, that finger in the air. It was a moment that I, as a Mississippi State fan, never thought was possible. Never mind, probable. I I didn't think there was ever a scenario where I would look at the poll and Mississippi State would be the number one team in the nation. And and then that Sunday, you know, that's one a lot of people have told me that's one of their favorite B and B shows of all time. Of. When we're doing the podcast and in the middle of it, the AP poll comes out and I'm just like, Bob, Mississippi State's the unanimous number one. It was just improbable and unbelievable. It still is to this day, to be totally honest with you. A fantastic game, an incredible crowd. You have the weather. You have all the big-name players out there. You have all the stakes of this game. How could it not be number one? It's the biggest game and the biggest win in Mississippi State history. And I'm really, If I'm being really honest... It's not that close. It's not that close. So let's wrap up the countdown with Mississippi State 38, Auburn 23 from 2014. That's your number one win in Mississippi State history. Agree or disagree, you can always let me know. All right. Uh, next week, guys, it's game week. Monday show, we're gonna or, you know, Monday show, we're gonna be uh, getting ready to talk about Mississippi State versus Memphis. Tuesday's show we are talking about a press conference. Thursday's show, we'll talk about an opponent preview of the opponent that's being played that week. And then Friday, oh, did you forget what's Friday? The three Ps, preview, playmakers, and predictions coming Friday. Oh, it's so sweet to think about. You can almost taste it. All right, guys. Have a great, great weekend. Enjoy college football. Some decent games. Northwestern, Nebraska, over in Dublin. I'll tune into Vanderbilt, Hawaii because I'm a sick, sick person. Find some college football and enjoy it. It's here. And the next week, the real deal, everything gets started up. We're here, guys. We made it. For my co host, Robbie, who's not here with me, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi.